Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show, of course, is produced by my dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Cody and Emiliano. Thank you, thank you guys for everything that you're doing. Even though we're just at the start of the new school year, you guys have been working tirelessly all summer editing our shows. So thank you, thank you. I look forward to working with you guys this year. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome our Assistant Superintendent of Business Services, Jeffrey Simmons. Hi, Jeff. Hi, how are you? I am well. Thank you for being here. So you're relatively new to the Palm Springs Unified family, just really, what, like three or four months. And uh, here we are on August 20th and just getting started with the new school year. So uh, for those who don't know you, and that's mostly everyone, give us a little information about your background. Where did you come here from? Well, I actually started my career in education and teaching. Uh, I started at Banning Unified just down just down the 10 freeway there uh, and was there for quite a few years. Got really involved in, uh, in teaching and, and leadership. I was a team leader and uh, ASB and um, after that, uh, I was mentored to kind of go into um, administration. So um, I kind of went down a pathway of getting, you know, the necessary credentials and stuff for that. But in the meantime, I did switch districts to Ukaipa Calamasa School District for teaching there. Um, there was a little bit more opportunities there because I, I became a coach at the high school uh, and uh, I coached. Um, softball, basketball, and varsity tennis. So I was super involved uh, a, a, as a teacher. And What uh, did you teach? I, I taught math. Okay. Um, yeah, mainly middle school math, um, some high school math in the, in the summertime, but uh, I was mainly a middle school teacher. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, great, uh, great levels to teach. Um, something new every day with those, with those grade levels. So six through six through eight, so. Um, those are my uh, two districts for teaching. Then I um, did get my admin credential and so forth. And I went over to Newview Union School District, and that's where I've been for the last 18 years. I've been an assistant principal, a middle school principal, high school principal. At one time during the recession, the middle school and the high school were on the same property there, but two different schools. So I was actually principal of both. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so that was a lot of fun. The high school there is actually a charter school, so I have, you know, I have charter school experience um, as well now. So, uh, but uh, a lot of great experiences and then, um, you know, continue to uh, get some more training and my CBO certification and um, uh, AXA training and whatnot. AXA is the Association of California School Administrators. So several different certificates to lead me toward the pathway of, uh, of being a CBO, um, as, as, you know, uh, chief business official, and then eventually to assistant super business services, which is uh, for both districts now. So I've been doing that for about nine years now. So, so what I, I'm always interested when educators like yourself, and and I've been doing this for this is my 24th year, and I still don't. I will not call myself an educator because 
I did not come from the ranks of education. I came as a, I'm a classified employee and I came as a journalist. So it always uh, kind of fascinates me when people, because a lot of times the business guy or gal who comes into the district comes up through business and not necessarily through education because uh, business is a whole different ball game, right? I mean, you know, yeah. it's not ed services and I love it. And I've worked with both over the these past 24 years. I love it when our business person is actually an educator because they have a, a very well-rounded view of everything. And it's not only about the dollars and cents. They understand the educational value of what all of these proposals that are going to cost, you know, thousands, if not millions of dollars come to them. So I'm always interested in uh, why it sounds like you chose this. Unlike, you know, Dr. Murray, who retired a few months ago, he kind of fell into it and did an amazing job, but I don't think that was ever his goal. So tell, talk about that. I, I did choose the pathway. I mean, um, my bachelor's degree and, and where I thought I was going, you know, early on in, in my career was more on the business side uh, and uh, mainly informational technology and business management. So I kind of saw myself as working for a tech company as a project manager. Uh, so, um, but, you know, I, as, after I got my bachelor's degree, I you know, had a lifelong passion for wanting to be a teacher. Uh, I've always enjoyed school. So I um, decided to go down that pathway. Um, but, uh, you know, just as things started falling into place in, in my life and, um, you know, I was interested in getting, you know, the training through Association of California School Administrators and that certificate. And I really enjoyed that. I did the I did I, I was testing out different pathways, I guess I did. I did. Um, they're called academies. So I did a student services academy and I did an HR academy and I did a, the business academy. And uh, so that was a great way once you're in leadership to kind of just test the waters and see what, you know, what, what your passion is and uh, really fell in love with the business side. And, um, and so that's, that led me to, you know, going to get my CBO certification and, um, you know, getting to, um, to that particular career and getting hired on as a CBO. Um, so like I said, it was just a great way to test the water. So, so I did choose a pathway, um, I, but not after considering another pathway. So, um, but I, I love it. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for, for the world. I mean, getting to work with, um, you know, like you said, I have experiences on the certificated side, which is fantastic. And I, I know the classroom, I know, you know, what it takes to be a successful teacher and I know what it takes to be a successful administrator and, now I know how to support that from this particular side, and I know how my departments can support it. You know, so uh, as you know, I'm in charge of several different classified departments, and working with classified staff, it's just been amazing to kind of see the other side. You know, when you're in when you're in the classroom, you don't get a chance to, you know, to kind of you know the support's there, but you don't really you know, uh, you don't really see the ins and outs of that support, you know, so getting to, you know, getting on from the certificated side and going to the classified side and seeing, you know, all the different supports and all the people that come together to make that classroom instruction happen and the end result, you know, for the teacher to just have the best supports in place to be able to provide the students with the best teaching and training for them to learn. 
um, and us to be able to support that in any way we can has just been very rewarding, actually. So, you know, and uh, as you know, that's, you know, I, I supervise transportation facilities, maintenance operations, nutrition, purchasing, and, you know, the business department. When I was at Newview, I actually did even more than that. It was technology and risk management and benefits and, and the preschool. So, you know, I've had experiences all the way from uh, preschool to college because the, the, um, the high school that I was principal of was an early college high school. So we, uh, I had contracts with the local colleges to send our kids to, to college and many kids were getting associate's degrees and, uh, or just, you know, I get C certification. So I've had experience in many, many, many different things. And, and so, um, it's kind of all those experiences have led me to where I am right now. So. I'm just going to leave and let you talk <laughs> because I don't have to ask you anything. You've covered half of it already. Oh, no, shoot. Sorry. No, well, no, we, can, no, no. we can end it now if you want. <laughs> I am joking and it's fabulous. You know, like you were, I was about to say, what a great transition. And you just went right into it because of course I was going to ask you what department you supervise. But let me, uh, let me ask you before we go too far into the weeds, what attracted you to Palm Springs Unified? Uh, really what attracted me was, um, the belief statement. I, I, I did a lot of research in, in Palm Springs and coming out here and, and then I, I came across the belief, the mission and belief statements and, um, remind everybody what that is. Okay. Uh, so it's, we foster student success. We promote deep, meaningful learning and opportunities. We value culture, relationships, and social emotional health. We believe in professional communication and collaboration. We commit to community and parent engagement. And then there's several different things under each one of those, like a growth mindset and being professional and uh, discovering and celebrating individual differences as assets and critical thinking skills and complex problem solving uh, and valuing and trusting, respecting, and cultivating relationships with our diverse communities. So just all of those, I, I just haven't seen anything like that before. And then the overall vision, lifelong learning starts here. I mean, I, as I mentioned earlier, just all of my experiences have led me to this particular spot. And that those four words just resonated with me. Lifelong learning starts here because um, I continue to be a learner. I continue to grow. And, you know, that's what I expect of the people that I supervise. And that's, you know, I, and how we support um, the schools is to continue to grow and have that growth mindset. So. It was it was it was amazing to see this document and just be and know that I can you know come out here and be a part of that. So that's great. And what 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 are your first impressions so far? So far, we live up to this. That's for sure. I mean, people out here have just been so professional, so welcoming, and so great. I, I tell everybody, you said I've been here three to four months. I've actually only been here two. Uh, oh wow! Since <laughs> June first, I've only been here two months. Um, and it feels like two years. I mean, everybody's just been so comfortable. And I think a lot of it has to do with, I already came in with a lot of the, uh, you know, the position knowledge, if you will. I just had to um, acclimate to Palm Springs and just the systems that are already in place. And, and uh, I mean, Dr. Dr. Murray was phenomenal about, you know, introducing me to everybody and getting me, you know, welcome and acclimated. We got to, we got a chance to spend a whole month together. So that was, that was a huge help as well. So um, and we found out that our 
life experiences and our backgrounds and our uh, leadership styles are very similar. So, um, so was it- I don't, Jeff, I don't think that Brian ever uh, participated and won a demolition derby though. Oh, the demolition derby. <laughs> How did I know that was going to come up? That's, that's hilarious. Me neither. But <laughs> you just shared that in a, uh, you actually shared it with cabinet. Yeah. Before. So yeah. I knew this, but in our uh, our welcome back leadership team meeting, when we were sharing fun facts about ourselves, that, that was a pretty fun fact. Yeah. I mean, as a principal, I got talked into quite a bit. I'm not a super adventurous person, but as a principal, I got talked into quite a bit. But uh, that was uh, certainly, um, you know, I wasn't a principal at the time. I was actually a CBO, but um, a board member was doing a demolition derby running you know, demolition derby for American Cancer Society at uh, the uh, Paris Fairgrounds and um, asked you if you didn't I, have to travel far. I did not. No, I did not. Um, so, you know, he asked if I would participate and um, I was, you know, at first I was a little reluctant, but uh, I was like, okay, I, I will. So, um, so I did, and I actually ended up winning. So it was, uh, you know, the, the skill set was, uh, just make sure you don't get hit in the front. Yeah, exactly. So I just kept, you know, kind of backing up into people until everybody else was uh, was stopped and done. And uh, oddly enough, he was the uh, last person that was uh, that was uh, still running besides me. And I made a big push to back right up into him after getting off of somebody's hood, because I actually <laughs> that was uh, one of the last steps is I ended up on somebody's uh, on somebody's hood my back end and um, I thought I was done, but I had a front wheel drive car. So luckily I was able to get off of that hood and then back, oh up, my God. back up into that, into that board member as the last, as last step. And then um, kind of did my victory lap and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty fun experience and no injuries. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, I, like I said, I actually won, got the trophy and everything to prove it. So, and it was a great event for the American Cancer Society. So very cool. I love that. Well, I know who to come to when we, when we're asked, you know, to like, you know, get some daredevils involved in things. I I, I know right where to go. Yeah, that was so, that was ten years ago. Or that's all right. I wasn't ten years ago, was it? It was more like eight or eight, yes, so seven or eight years ago. But yeah. You know what, Jeff? That doesn't leave you though. You know, no. like maybe we get a little older, but if we got that fire and that willingness to like be a risk taker, that doesn't leave. So stand by because I, I get I hear a lot about these things. So stand by, Jeff. No, I know. I was a little I was a little reluctant in, in, in telling people about this, too, because of that. Factor. <laughs> I would That's get roped I mean. into things like this. So, <laughs> you know, Dr. Senior A did Dancing with the Stars to raise money for, mm. for our foundation years back. But, you know, we'll we'll do the more, you know, dangerous things for for you. I actually did that as well. It was called Dancing with the Teachers, and I did it two years. I was horrible. But, uh, <laughs> he actually was pretty good. I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he I know, Dr. Senior A, who we're going to have on. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of weeks uh, he really needs to come out of his shell don't you think yeah yeah I, I think so all right well let's uh let's talk a little bit about the budget and we don't have to get in the weeds on specifics but generally speaking you know education tends to ebb and flow and we have 
you know, good times. And then we have, and, and in 24 years, I've seen both. And it tends to be great for a couple of years. And then we have a few years where, you know, we can't fund everything. And so luckily this district hasn't had to do a lot with, uh, with um, what do you call it? Layoffs and, you know, and, and cutting back. But still in all, you know, it depends on the year. And so just generally speaking, what, what is our education budget and the state's budget look for, look like this year and the next few? So that was one thing that attracted me out here too, is, you know, Palm Springs is, um, uh, we have a very solid budget out here. Um, there are some concerns at the state level. Uh, certainly, the uh, the governor is funding the COLA with uh, one-time grants and reduced, you know, our, our funding from those grants to fund this. So anytime you're funding ongoing money with one-time money, uh, it does become a little bit concerning. Um, and like I said yesterday at the Leadership Academy, it's pretty easy to say that we're going to fund an 8.22% COLA when you're, you know, you're actually funding it out of these one-time grants and you're also, you're paying less money out because of the declining enrollment of most districts. So essentially all you're really doing is making up for that money that, you know, you were paying, that that you should have been paying out for a higher um, attendance rate. Uh, hopefully the state comes up with a little bit uh, better ADA um, type of rate because, there are three factors that you know help control us. The COLA is certainly one of them, um, but ADA percentage and unduplicated percentage. Palm Springs unduplicated percentage has always been right about you know ninety seven percent. It's always been very high. And um, let that... me interrupt you for a second because we have to keep in mind when we do this show, and it happens to me all the time, right? Uh, where we just start using these acronyms that the general public doesn't know. So tell us what ADA is. Tell us what COLA is, and um, and there was one other one that you threw in oh, there. Okay, so COLA is cost of living adjustment. ADA is your attendance uh, percentage, and um, the unduplicated is probably the that other. That was the third thing one you were thinking of. That basically consists of low socioeconomically disadvantaged students, English learners, foster youth, and homeless. So it's what percentage you have of that, and you know. Um, has been stated on news articles and stuff here lately. We, you know, ours is pretty high out here. We have some, you know, um, you know, we like ninety-seven percent. That's correct. Yes, and so, that means that ninety-seven percent of our students fall into at least one of those groups, right? That's absolutely right. Yep, yeah. very good. Yep. So, um, so then the one thing that we do need to work on is that uh, ADA per percentage. Um, we're down, we used to be around 95% before the pandemic, and now we're at 89%. And um, it really needs to get back up and get back up quickly. Otherwise, we're going to lose out on millions. What do you think it is? Like, I, I mean, it's been like we have a huge attendance issue. We also have a huge chronic absenteeism issue which is not the same thing because we have kids who you know like they may be absent here and there and so that brings down the the ADA the average daily attendance but then chronically absent kids like missing more than 10 percent of school what what's happening is it is it the remnants of the pandemic or is it something else we certainly feel for that because we are coming out of the out of the pandemic yeah. and, and um everybody's trying to figure out you know 
their new life out of that, if you will, and how what's important and what's what's not. And we just need to come back as a community and make education important again. Right. And, you know, um, and we and we have to we have to drive home the point that if you're not in school, you you are going to fall behind. I don't care right. how brilliant you are or you think you are or you think your kids are. They have to be in school in right. order for them to be able to perform well on the test. But in order for them to be, uh, you know, be able to get through all the rigor and it is rigorous. You can't learn it if you're not there. Yeah, and there's also the social aspect of it. Exactly. You know, so right. I mean, uh, there's both. I mean, we we learned a lot from school, and it wasn't just all about subject matter. So, and as time goes on, and especially after the pandemic, we see that more and more about we're not just about reading, writing, and arithmetic, and all of that other academic stuff. We are pseudo parents. We are um the the people who make sure our kids eat and mm -hmm. we're making sure that their social emotional health is intact we're providing mental health services and there isn't anything that we're not doing that um should be happening at home and unfortunately doesn't always and so we have to make sure that we provide everything every child needs and it's a it's a huge undertaking but it's the way it is and we're committed to it well, we're with these kids for a good portion of their life uh, through, you know, every single right. day. So whether they're getting it at home or not um, is is somewhat irrelevant. I mean, we, we need to provide those services. And education, as you said, has become so much more. I mean, we're, we're now providing mental health and, and, uh, and teaching and learning and education and nutrition and, and transportation, everything that comes along with that to make sure that, you know, our kids, when they get into the classroom, they're well supported, well fed, well, you know, have the right mindset and are ready to go. Um, one of the things I think we probably, you know, we just met with, I, I was with 116 new teachers this morning uh, being introduced and, um, yeah, they, they've got, a, they've got a tough road ahead. Uh, it's, uh, they, it's not just a matter of teaching a subject matter anymore. It's, it's a matter of teaching them life skills and teaching them how to learn again. Um, you know, when we went to the pandemic and we're on Zoom and whatnot, um, yeah, I don't know that we necessarily put in that that kind of time that needed to be put into um, to focus on the learning during that time. And so we're having to do a lot of catching up. And part of that is teaching kids how to learn uh, again. And, exactly. you know, and then that way um, they become lifelong learners as our vision states. So. And, you know, we talked a, a few minutes ago about the 97% unduplicated uh, uh, rate. And part of that is socioeconomic. Uh, and, uh, and it's hard for people to believe who don't live here and really know the, uh, the area. And to them, it's Palm Springs and it's, you know, million plus homes and million dollar plus homes and all of that. And truth be told, we have over 90% of our kids who are considered the, uh, at the poverty level. Right. And so um, I know that, you know, you're new to the district, but I'm sure that you're very, very happy and very, very proud as our board of education is because it's been uh, for many years, it was a goal of theirs, and we got there a few years ago, where we provide 
breakfast, lunch, and I, on most campuses, uh, a light supper, free of charge to every single student. And uh, that's huge, you know, and, and necessary. And now we don't have a stigma anymore. Where's your card, you know, to prove that, you know, you, you get free lunch. Like everybody gets free lunch. Everybody gets free breakfast. And uh, if you're there after school for an activity, sport, whatever, there's going to be a, a nice snack for you as well. That's right. So the next you know, percentage that we really need to focus on is that attendance percentage. And um, I put in place some um, what I feel is pretty equitable uh, attendance goal, which is I want every school to at least get to two an additional 2% from where they were this last year. We need to get back up to that 95% and we got to start somewhere. So we've set goals in place and some pretty significant um, attendance bonuses that I would love to hand out those checks next year at that welcome back breakfast. Yeah, we got it. We used to have a great time at the, at the welcome back every year with all of those big checks. I mean, you could, it, you couldn't fit them all on the stage. And unfortunately, like this year, we're just going to bring the two schools that made the goal, their check to their schools, uh, because it's not going to look very good if we just do that. So well, that was a target goal. I mean, everybody was expected right. to get to ninety-one percent, yeah. and we saw that 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 didn't work so well. So we make adjustments, right. and now I'm asking everybody to just improve two percent from where they were. And if you improve that, more than that, there'll be more money coming to you. So awesome! That's <laughs> doable. And you hear that, everyone? So help your school get to their goal, so they can have more money to do some, you know, fun things for your kids. Um, send them to school every day. If they're sick, keep them home. If they're not sick, make sure their butt's in the chair. There you right. Go. All right, Jeff, before we run out of time here, I would like to know, uh, yeah, hopefully you're going to be here like 20 years. I have no idea how old you are, and I don't care. So, I, But I, hopefully you're going to be with us a very long time. But at the end of your career, what would you like to be remembered for? What would you like your legacy to be? Oh wow, that's uh that's the toughest question so far today, huh? So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, I, I do plan on being here through through the end of my career. So, um, just to be able to continue this, you know, this vision and mission of Palm Springs and work with everybody and um, just make sure that I was I was a support to to the learning environment and that we were successful during. The time that I was here and I was able to support not just with the budget but be known that you know each of my departments were um you know very strong and supportive and we kept everything you know running in line and making sure that uh that you know the sites are supported and that the teachers are supported so you know it's easier for them to do their jobs uh so I guess that's it. Just to just to know that you know I was there for them, and that uh, and to be as well known as Dr. Murray. Uh, he was in this district a long time, frankly, and uh, he he knew everybody by name, and that was just phenomenal to me. So uh, by the way, I hope, I hope I, to be that person. So <laughs> I I hope I mentioned that he retired. That um, he he happily retired. Like you did mention that. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, because you know when you say somebody's not here anymore, you know. God forbid you, you think that they passed on or that they were fired or something. No, Dr. Murray was with this district for the 
bulk of his career. And, um, and that's why actually we mentioned that you, uh, you were able to work with him for a month, which is a, a gift that you don't often have. But when somebody announces their retirement, like six months in advance, like he did, um, you have that luxury, which is, we always love that because it, it makes for a, a way better and smoother transition. And I have to say, sir, being in the chair that I sit in, I hear the good, the bad, and the ugly, and everything in between. I've only heard wonderful things about you. And sitting in cabinet with you feels like you've been part of the team forever. And that's that's the best. So thank you, thank you for everything that you have already contributed and all that you will contribute, continue to contribute. And we'll definitely, next time, we are recording this one on Zoom. Next time, we're going to have you in the studio because we have a pretty cool studio over at Cathedral City. Oh, very cool. That sounds great. Thanks for being here, Jeff. And right. thank you all for joining us. We learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Cody and Emiliano. And thanks again, Jeff. And we will see you next week. All right. Thank you.